2 Corinthians, um, and we're going to look at chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and uh, uh, we'll take a look at which verse it is here in a moment. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and uh, I want us to look in uh, verse 7, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, and we'll go on right on through uh, verse 13. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Oh, what a treasure we have. He is our treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency and the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. He goes on to say, for we are troubled on every side, yet we're not stressed out about it. Trouble comes. The troublemaker comes. But what do we do with trouble? We trouble the troublemaker. It troubles the troublemaker when you're not stressed. It troubles the troublemaker when he brings his best shot at you and you just smile and rejoice in the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. I'm more than a conqueror anyhow. Amen. So trouble comes, but we're not troubled. We're not distressed. Uh, we are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You know, persecution arises for the word's sake. The enemy comes and uses the afflictions, the persecution, to take that word out of your heart that was sown in your heart. So, one of the things that people yield to when persecution comes is self-pity. Woe is me. Why me? Well, persecution comes to all of us. And I, I found a very interesting verse of Scripture today. And I believe that I should share with it you right now. I want you to turn over to 1 Peter chapter 4. And we'll go back to... 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in a moment. Yeah, persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Thank God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He will never leave us, nor we are not forsaken. Even though persecution might be coming, we've got a friend that sticks closer than a brother that is with us in any situation that we'll ever face. Now, this will help some of you tonight because uh, very often we feel that persecution has come and, you know, we're in a special class. No one's ever seen the trouble I've seen and all those types of things. Well, in First uh, Peter chapter 4, and in verse 12, I saw something today that'll help you. It says, Beloved. Say it with me. I'm loved of God. Anytime now I see that word beloved, I see and I say, I'm loved of God. Amen. So, beloved, 
Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. (laughs) Don't think it strange when persecution arises for the word's sake. Don't think it uncommon. It's very common to those who have this treasure in earthen vessels. So don't think it strange concerning the fire which is trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Now, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version, and I'm going to read it a couple verses here. It says, Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. Coming, it's taking place to see what you are made of. <laughs> As though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position. I saw that. As though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position. Your position is in Him. Your place is in Christ. He is in you. You are in Him. You've been raised up together and made to sit together with Him in heavenly places. That is my position. And it's because of your position that the test is coming to test your quality. If you didn't have it on the ball in Christ... You'd be left alone. As though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position were befalling you. Understand this. The tests, the persecutions are coming to try you and knock you out of your position. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. I thought you'd enjoy that. Now... Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going somewhere tonight. We're on our way. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, glory to God. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Hallelujah. Now, going back here to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And looking at verse 9, cast down, but not destroyed. Cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, knocked down, but never knocked out. Cast down, but not destroyed. That is, the enemy's intent is to rob to kill, and to destroy. And even though in life you've been cast down, I see you're still breathing. Even though some people in the economy in 08 and 09 and 2010 lost a home, I still, you see, I see you still got a roof over your head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Knocked down, but never knocked out. 
You know what the righteous man does that falls? He gets up again. It's like what Micah says. He said, when I fall, bless God, I'm not staying down. I shall arise. Perhaps you've been dealing with the same thing over and over again. And you're down, but you need to get up. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body. The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our bodies. Okay? For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal flesh. Is it possible for the very life of God to manifest in your body? Absolutely it is. Verse 12. So then, death working in us, but life in you. I want you to read verse 13 with me. Here's where we're headed tonight. You ready? Go ahead and read. We having. I like that. We're not trying to get. Come on. The spirit of faith. We have it. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm praying for faith. Faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes by hearing. Faith doesn't grow by praying. Faith grows by applying your faith and using your faith and acting on your faith. And then you will experience exceeding growing faith. Faith is not something that we have to ask God for. Faith is something that God has already given us. He said, I've dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now notice this. We having the same, the same spirit. The same spirit of faith. Well, what does that mean? The same spirit. Well, I believe what that means is you've got the same spirit of faith that Father Abraham had. The kind of faith that calls those things that be not as though they were. The kind of faith that staggers not at the promise of God through unbelief, but grows strong in faith, giving glory to God. The kind of faith that is patient, that waits years and years for the fulfillment of the promise to come to pass. That's the spirit of faith. And you have that same spirit. You've got it. We having the same spirit of faith that Daniel had in the lion's den. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God. The same spirit. The same spirit of faith that Daniel had. Right there in the lion's den. To be able to sleep soundly. And have peace in the midst of the roaring lion who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He did not devour Daniel because he could not because Daniel had the spirit of faith. His confidence was in him. And we think, wow. If I just had that, that same faith that Daniel had, you've got it. 
You've got the same spirit of faith that the three Hebrew children had. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not off the bed we go, but Abednego. They refused to bow because they had the spirit of faith. And Oral Roberts said years ago, if you don't bow, bless God, you don't burn. And the king was astonished. And he said, I, didn't we throw three men in there? But I see four. And the fourth is like the son of God. He's the fourth man in the burning fiery furnace. But had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wavered and not had the spirit of faith, they would have been crispy critters. The same spirit of faith that David had when he came up against Goliath. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He got sassy, man. You know what uncircumcised means? Uncircumcised means he doesn't have a covenant with God. I'm in covenant with Almighty God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes after the armies of the living God whom I am and whom I serve? That same spirit of faith is in you that David had when he faced Goliath. The same spirit. Those guys rocked their generations. They rocked it, man. They literally rocked their generation. And we think, wow. We should not be enamored with what has happened in the past. We should rejoice what happened in the past. Learn from what happened in the past. But know that the same God that gave them that faith has given you faith. And we ought to be rocking our generation. Whatever generation you're in, you ought to be rocking it. Hallelujah. Our children should see the living God in our lives. Our grandchildren, the living God. Our church members see buildings paid off years and years ahead of time. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited tonight. So let's put 2 Corinthians 4, 13. I don't think we're going to get much further than that tonight. But let's look at this. Let's feed on this. So we having the same spirit of faith. Say this like this. I have the same spirit of faith. Say it again. I have the same spirit of faith. Dad, Dad Hagen calls it the measure of mountain moving faith. He'd never tell you to say to the mountain if the mountain wouldn't obey you. So now look, let's look at the characteristics of this spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed... Number one, the spirit of faith believes. And therefore have I spoken. Number two, the spirit of faith 
speaks. I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Is it important that we release with faith-filled words what we believe in our hearts? I know y'all cold. Yeah, y'all cold. What are y'all goofing around for then? (laughs) You talking about what you're going to make me after church for dinner? It's a generational thing. You're hot, she's cold. Okay. Rock your world. (laughs) Believing. Speaking. Spirit of faith believes in one's heart. And says with one's mouth what he or she believes in their heart. That is the language of the redeemed. Faith-filled words dwelling in your heart richly, abundantly, and coming out of your mouth regularly is the spirit of faith and has great creative power. It's not what you parrot out of your head. It's what you have in your heart. And that's where your believer is. The spirit of faith believes and therefore speaks. There's a lot of people saying things that they don't really believe. And don't get me wrong, you can school yourself into faith. But spend some time becoming fully persuaded in these great precious promises. Speak them out of your mouth. Now, another aspect of the spirit of faith is the spirit of faith not only believes and speaks, but the spirit of faith acts, A-C-T-S. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest actions of our faith is faith-filled words. Now, I'm borrowing Brenda's iPad tonight. I I saw something earlier in a book, and I I want to read it to you. Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans said it this way, that God has tied himself irrevocably to human cooperation in the execution of divine purposes. He has made man's faith a determining factor in the work of redemption. Listen, God is looking for someone to believe him and to say the same thing. To say the same thing. And so part of our action then, and part of our duty as Christians, is to believe this word, speak this word, and act on this word. Now look over at Hebrews chapter 10. Let's go over there for a little little bit tonight. Hebrews the 10th chapter. You will be tempted in life to let go of your confidence, to let go of your faith. Okay? And that's why he said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath a great recompense of reward. Now listen to this very carefully. There are rewards 
coming your way if you will remain confident. If you will maintain the posture of the spirit of faith, it has great payment or recompense of reward. Now that aligns with Hebrews eleven six, where it says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? So cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Verse 36 says, For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, what might you do? That you might receive the promise. Verse 37. For yet a little while. Sometimes those little whiles seem like a long time. But that's why God's given you patience. And you know what patience is, don't you? Patience is endurance. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. Okay? Now, in verse 37, For yet a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Verse 38. Let's read this together. Now the just shall live by faith. Stop right there. How shall the just live? By faith. Who are the just? We are the just. How shall the just live? By faith. Who are the just? We are. How shall those that have been justified live? By faith. Is there any other way to live? Yes, but there's no way I want to live other than by faith. And the spirit of faith. It is an exciting life. When I look back at all that God has done, just in my individual life and my wife's life and in the lives of our friends and partners and members of this church, it makes me want to shout. When I think now about His goodness and what He's done for you and what He's done for me, I want to dance, I want to dance, I want to dance all night long. When I think what the, that the devil meant for evil and how God turned it around. I want to laugh. I want to laugh. I want to laugh all day long. Woo! Glory to God. I want to shout. I want to dance. I want to laugh. I want to spin. I want to smile all at the same time. Because God is so good. We are the beloved of God. He is wild about us. He's got a plan for our lives. We ain't seen nothing yet. He's saving the best for the last. Woo! Glory to God. Instead of getting weaker and weaker, the older I get, the stronger and stronger I get. Because I got the strong one living on inside of me. So how shall the just live? Is there any other way to live? Yes, there's another way to live. You can live by fear. You can live by your feelings. You can live by your education, by your self-righteousness. You can live by going your own way. Yes, you have a choice to live that way, but that way is a dead-end street. We're living by faith. It's like Jerry Savelle. The name of his ministry is Adventures in Faith. Every day is an adventure in faith. The same spirit of faith. Confidence. Trusting in Him. 
knowing that even though it don't look good, when we got our trust in him, we know that it's going to be all right. We know that it's going to be all right. We know. Why? Because of past experience and because of his glorious, (laughs) impeccable track record, we know it's going to be all right. What's that one scripture? Morning may endure for a night, but in the morning, but in the morning, joy's coming. Amen. For yet a little while, he that will come will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Now notice this. I can, you can, we all can live by faith and then draw back. It's possible to draw back. It's possible to get in a comfort zone. You know, things are going all right. Things are going good. Doesn't seem to be any difficulty on the horizon. I'll just kind of relax my faith a little bit. Now, don't misunderstand me. Faith is a rest. But you should always be using your faith on something. When I say relax my faith a little bit, I mean not using it at all. Okay? Now, the just shall live by faith. That's you. That's me. The just shall live that way. But if any man draw back. Now, drawing back is the opposite of stepping out. Drawing backwards, going backwards is the opposite of moving forwards. Drawing back is the opposite of stepping forward. You will find that in this same spirit of faith, in this walk of faith, there will always be steps to take. There will always be new challenges. There will always be mountains to move. Come on. There will always be the midnight hour. There will always be situations that don't look like the picture. (laughs) Years ago, (laughs) we were down at Jubilee Christian Center and my associate pastor at that time, Pastor Ralph Frugaletti, great guy, son and a daughter, one Stephen, of course, the guy and the girl, Christina. And the service was late and we were hungry. And so we went to Denny's to get some food and, and we, we ordered some food. And there was a kid's menu and it had a picture of this pancake with a smile. And it just, the, ba- the bacon was smiling. And he says, I want that, Daddy, I want that. So about an hour later, the food got there. And it just looked like a disaster and Stephen just broke out in tears and says, Daddy, it doesn't look like the picture. (laughs) You ever felt that way about life? You ever had a picture on the inside and the outside looked disastrous? (laughs) Mmm. Just to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. 
it doesn't say that God doesn't ever stops loving us. Because nothing will ever separate us from the love of God, right? Neither depth, nor height, nor principality, so on. Nothing. But as far as your father getting pleasure out of you, it pleases your father when you just trust him. And that you just say, okay, dad, fine, I'll do it. I'll step out. I'm not going to draw back. I'm going to step out. Now, when you step out, you need to make sure that you're stepping out on something he said. And not something grandma said. Right? Or not something your husband said. Or not something your wife even said. When you step out, you have to be sure-footed to know that God is leading you in that direction. Okay? You can't believe for specific things unless God specifically is leading you in that area or unless you find it in the Word. Amen? Now the just, say with me, I'm the just. The just shall live by faith. If any man draw back... My soul shall have no pleasure in him. So what I've learned in my limited knowledge of God and in my limited knowledge of, of life and, and walking by faith, I've learned this for sure, that faith steps out. That faith launches out. That, that faith will, will, will take that step. We'll take that step. Yeah, but but what if? Okay? That's devil talk. If is the badge of doubt. Well, okay, I won't use if, but what about? That's just a fancy way of saying what if. What about this? And what about that? And what if this? And what if that? What if my bladder explodes? You know? What if? I can't tell you the times that I've stayed up at night with the calculator. I'll tell tell off on myself with the calculator. Crunching numbers. Trying to figure. Well, if if we do this and we do that and we put this here and put that there and then, then God can... You know what? Put the stinking calculator away. God cannot be found in a calculator. God does not reign in the realm of reason. Now, I'm not telling you to throw your brains away. Or don't use a budget. At the end of, or not to use a budget, but at the end of the day, you've got to trust God. PT, if we waited until everything looked good before we made a commitment to buy this building, we would have never bought it. We wouldn't be here. Never, ever would have done it. How many of you can testify Amen. that if you had waited on something, you see, sometimes you can mess things up by waiting too long. Now, I, I consider myself to be a, a man of God and, and a man of reason. But first, I'm a man of faith. Reasoning can get in the way. 
Now, I'm going to say something that should register on you, and that is this. If you play it too safe, if you play it too safe, you can miss God. What does playing it too safe looks like? Playing it safe means that you make sure that everything is aligned right before you step out. And that doesn't please God. The just, you and I, we are the ones who launch out and take the step. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Say it with me. The spirit of faith is on the inside of me. Now here's something interesting, and I'm going to close with it because we're getting to that time. Didn't we have wonderful worship tonight? The Word is rich. The presence of God is here. It's just a great time in the Lord. But I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts concerning the spirit of faith, and we'll, we'll pick it up next week as well. The spirit of faith is not just something that is taught. Faith is not a formula. Faith is a way of life. Faith is not a movement that's over with. As some people say, faith's a way of life. I mean, as long as we're here on this earth, we're going to be preaching faith. But the spirit of faith is not just something that is taught. Faith will come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's good to hear the word. It's good to be taught, especially under the anointing. Can you say amen? Amen. But by and large, the spirit of faith is caught. You catch it. You catch it. And you can catch the spirit of faith... By association. I caught the spirit of faith at Rama Bible Training Center. I caught the spirit of faith by hanging around Dad Hagen for so many years. I caught the spirit of faith from Jim Caseman in those early years, in those early days. I learned not to be afraid to step out. The spirit of faith... It can be caught. It comes by association. Mark it down. You hang around long enough with critical people, it won't be long before you get critical. You hang around with people down at the bar, it won't be long before you're bellying up to the bar. Spirit of faith comes by association. We could say it this way. The spirit of faith is contagious. It's something you want to catch. Amen. It comes from the word. It is in you in seed form in the measure of faith. But it becomes stronger and stronger as you associate with men and women of God of strong faith. Stronger faith than you have. There are men that I listen to continuously because they have the spirit of faith 
And their faith is more highly developed than mine is at this time in my life. And so I'm no fool. I'm going to subject myself to that spirit of faith. Because I want that spirit of faith in me to get stronger and stronger. And your spirit of faith can grow stronger and stronger as well. By association. It's contagious. And then the neat thing about the spirit of faith is this. Is you can pass it on. You can pass it on to your loved ones. It's contagious. Think about it. Abraham passed it on to his kids. Joshua caught it from Moses. Elisha got it from Elijah. The disciples got it from Jesus. And Timothy got it from Paul. And you can get it by associating with this word and people of the word and people of integrity and wonderful books and teachings that have the spirit of faith and the spirit of God. All right. We have him, the same spirit of faith. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's stand up. Thank him for his word tonight.